welcome to Three Blondes, One Battle. How are you doing today, Tara? Hey, Nikki. I, um, I have a lot of joy because the sun is out and it's warm and it's November 3rd. I'm giving, you know, giving thanks for all things, but I'm extremely thankful for warm weather in November. It's unheard of in the yeah, absolutely. Oh, because yeah, because Michigan was your last like joyful. Well, yeah, it was always right, right. So yeah, I'm just enjoying this. This has been great. Yeah. Yay. Awesome. Um, so today uh we are going to talk about MS and I basically MS in your eyes. Um mm -hmm because optic neuritis and what I'm currently recovering from double vision is very common in those with multiple sclerosis. And I, I heard a statistic, did you hear the statistic that 80% of folks that are diagnosed with MS will at some point have some sort of eye issue? Well, so Nikki, I was curious about that. So I had started researching it and I was curious, well, one, it had said 15 to 20% of people that have optic neuritis will go on to develop MS. But then I wanted to dig further, which I thought was interesting, right? So oh. that, um, but yeah, it was 15 to 20% of, was it, yeah, 15 to 20, I have it, 15 to 20% of people that get optic neuritis will then, um, I think go on to, will have MS and then 50% of people with that have optic neuritis um, have MS, like have it as a symptom. 50% of MS patients will have optic neuritis as a symptom is what I read. Wow. Well, and that makes sense because the majority of my friends, and actually that's how you were diagnosed, right? With optic neuritis. Right. Yeah. So yeah. I would say I'm definitely at, like not, I'm, I'm abnormal being that it's been 17 years and I've never had an eye issue. Um, most people do have uh, optic neuritis as, as their primary um, symptom of diagnosis. That's right, Nikki. I think that's the key. Like you have a lot of MS patients that, you know, I'm sure that are listening to us or that can relate to that, that there's a lot of people out there that have often uh, some sort of eye issue or visual disturbance as their first symptom and don't even know that it's MS, which I can go into, you know, which is kind of my story, but I can, I've talked to many people just that had that as their first symptom. Sure. Yeah. And, um, so recently in the month of October, the reason we really haven't been on our podcast much, well, first, as you notice, um, we're missing one blonde, <laughs> um, <laughs> Bobby, blonde buddy. <laughs> Bobby will be back, uh, hopefully by next week. Uh, so the October has been really strange, a strange month for all of us. I think Terry, you probably had a normal month, right? I mean, yeah. <laughs> and normal in my world, but yeah, go ahead. So good, you, yeah, talk to talk about, yeah, your kind of what's been going on with you, Nikki. Yeah. So, yeah. So I actually, in the third of October, uh, started getting double vision. I just woke up one morning and the left side of my, well, the left eye, uh, I could not see if I looked out, um, to my left side, I could, it was all double vision. If I looked to my right, it was fine. Uh, if I looked, I could, I could look at something as close as my phone, I could see straight on, but then if it was an arm distance away, straight on, everything was double. And so essentially like the two eyes are just not focusing on the same spots because one of the nerves, something going on in the back of your eye is just tweaked a little bit, whether it's, uh, you know, a lesion on it, whether it's just inflamed. Right. Uh, I did go to an eye doctor, just a regular eye doctor. Cause they knew it would take forever for the VA 
mm-hmm. to, to get me in. And actually, I don't even have the the eye clinic. Like I, that's not even available to me at the VA here. So I was like, whatever, I'll just pay out of pocket. I did reach out to my neurologist and I said, well, it'll probably just go away. I'll just go ahead and take some oral steroids right when it started happening. And then I went to the eye doctor. Well, regular eye doctors really... So- Oh, go ahead. Yeah, Nikki, real quick. Did you go? So there's two types of eye doctors, even within the eye doctor, you know, the ophthalmologist, which or the opt, yeah, like the where you can, you know, most people go to and they just go because they need glasses. Yeah. And then you have the, yeah, which one did you end up first? I going went to, to an ophthalmologist. Yeah, I went to a regular old eye doctor because if you, try to get in with like a neuro ophthalmology you're it's it's months wait like you have to have a, some sort of referral to see somebody like that because they're so busy or your options are um you could go to an urgent care or you could just go to the ER so that right there will get you immediate access to somebody to a specialist I didn't, I guess in my mind, I thought, oh, this will just go away. I I didn't feel like I needed, plus I hate hospitals anyway. I didn't feel like I needed to escalate it. Um, So I just, I just started taking oral steroids. um, And then the regular eye doctor did give me a, uh, a referral to the neuro ophthalmologist locally and nobody called me for weeks. And so I was, yeah, so I kind of knew that would happen And the regular Mm -hmm. doctor. uh, She, she said it was optic neuritis and this shows, (laughs) this kind of shows that like, they don't really, this is not their specialty. And what, what was funny is the first thing she said, she's like, Oh, MS. And I was like, Oh no, I, I mean, I already have like, yeah, I manage it. And she's like, Oh, that makes sense. And so, because I, she like, said that to you before she, she knew that, you know, see, this is that I'll tell you my, that's, yeah. that's problematic. Like she, she yeah. did. Um, and so, and it just goes back with, you know, if they do see optimize they, they immediately, oh, you probably have MS. It's like, oh God, don't tell people that, but like that, you have freak somebody out. Could you imagine like being told that by a regular eye doctor and you're like Googling, you're like, what, what is this? She said, I have this. I mean, obviously I thought it was funny because I'm like, oh, no. well, yeah, yeah. And obviously things have changed now with, with our phones and our computers being right with us and research. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I did, um, so I did do the oral series for two weeks and it did absolutely nothing. And in fact, um, I will, uh, Tara will talk about optic neuritis. That's probably not, <laughs> it does not seem like that's what it is. However, I did have pain in the back of my eye, uh, and that's not common with double vision. So I could have had a little bit of stuff going on. I mean, I saw the, the pictures that she took of the back of my eye, um, maybe there was a little inflammation. Uh, I was going to say, yeah, right. You have probably had some inflammation around that, the, you know, there's so many nerves up there. There's so much yeah. going on up in our, in our eyes to our brain, the communication. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, so yeah, so two weeks into it, I, I was just not, so I reached back out to my neurologist and I said, you know what? I, didn't, I got the referral. Nobody's called me. Uh, this is just common, uh, basically. I don't know if it's healthcare everywhere these days or just in my state, North Carolina. Um, but I did say, I'm just going to go ahead and do the IV steroids at this point. So I did go in and get solumedrol Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And by Thursday, I could see straight straight on again. And by the next week, which was this week, actually, I was able to see in the peripheral vision. So meaning I, I, 
could drive again. I mean, I, I was driving, which I don't know if that's so safe, you know, with double vision, but I was wearing an eye patch. Um, so this week was the first week that I did not have to wear an eye patch while driving. So that was cool. Um, in that, you know, steroids, uh, if you do look up the side effects to methylprednisone, um, or solumedrol, you can Google that. It's, it's like not great for your body, but for some reason it does the job when it comes to my body, my body reacts really well, uh, to these right. steroids. I mean, it just like clobbers the inflammation immediately. So, um, so that was good. That's kind of what I went through last month. And it was the first time. And I will say with uh, an eye attack, <laughs> um, that was the scariest attack I've ever had. I've had, you know, most of my attacks are numbness. Um, they're all my legs, like my, all of a sudden one day I just can't take a step and I'm like, oh no, um, that's a little scary, but I know it always will come back because steroids like just right. makes it come back. But you take somebody's mm -hmm. vision, that's scary. That uh, that was the scariest attack I've ever had. And daily, I had to talk myself off the ledge. And ledge. I say the ledge, I mean like the fear ledge. Or sure. It was definitely a fear thing. Um, so, okay, Nikki, I, um, it's so interesting. Um, yeah, just... I think even when you said MS, like, I think when we have a new, I think sometimes we get used to our, how MS affects us and, it's, and it may be a new symptom, but when there's something new, it is like, it is an, like a, another adjustment to this walk that we have and just figuring out like, oh, like, and there's some fear with every new potential, you know, relapse or flare. Um, and so, um, that my eye vision, when I had optic nerves, that was my first, um, my first MS symptom, but I didn't at that, well, I'll kind of go through it. I was at co in college. Um, I started having headaches, um, on my right side, like above my eye. And, and in fact, I didn't even know that I was losing vision in my eye because your other eye compensates. And so I have this headache. I'm like, what is going on? why do I have this headache and my eye hurt? So eye pain, and we'll go into that what often is, but um, I had the eye pain, I had the headache just above the right eye. So at one point, I remember exactly where I was. I was at a basketball game. And for some reason, I decided I was gonna cover my left eye up and see like what, and then all of a sudden I realized that my eye vision was, um, had changed. So um, the the colors and I didn't know this at the time, but now knowing what optic how an optic neuritis presents, but um, you know that you can have color uh, disturbances. So like shades, so like a red, a vibrant red, is now like a shade lower of red. Like Are you talking grayish. about the eye with the eye that's overcompensating for the other eye, or the uh, no. or the optic neuritis eye? The optic neuritis eye, mm. yeah. So when I covered my eye, I could tell that the colors had changed and that I really, I felt like I, I hadn't lost all complete, my vision hadn't gone completely. It, to me, it made me feel like, oh, this is what it probably feels like with people who need glasses. Cause I don't need glasses. I didn't need glasses at the time. And it just, things were blurry. Hmm. So, um, I went, I proceeded to go to, um, 
the hospital to the ER. Cause I'm like, well, this is so weird. Like I need to go see what's going on. And, um, so that was my first, and I did get seen at that time by, um, a doctor, the aunt, probably the, you know, the aunt, the ER doctor at the time, and she was foreign. And I remember her. So I did test. They must've done the visual test. I didn't do an MRI there though. Mm-hmm. And, um, they had said, we think you have optic neuritis and the neuro and the doctor had mentioned, he's like, she did say pretty clearly, like, I think this could be MS. I'm like, wait, what MS? Like it actually, she didn't even, I remember her hearing her talking to another, I guess, uh, like one of her coworkers and saying the word MS. Mm -hmm. So I was like, that's weird. I had no, and at that time you're not able to, obviously you don't have your phone on you. You're not able to look it up. Mm -hmm. So I left there. Um, but she, uh, but the per- then another person said, well, you could, it could be, you know, we don't know what causes optic neuritis. You know, you need to, you know, probably get an MRI and be seen by um, another doctor. And so I went back to my hometown in Erie where I saw the ophthalmologist or ophthalmologist, not optometrist, but the ophthalmologist. And it wasn't a neural one, but mm-hmm. um, they did the, they did the um, eye exam on me. And I don't know, still at the time though, they were pretty adamant, which is so interesting now because I, when I'm researching this, I see that, you know, I thought in my head, I'll, even all this time, I'm like, oh, they just told me it was probably due to a virus. Like I had the optic neuritis due to a virus because I did get the MRI. And so I had the MRI, I had the optic test and they said that my uh, MRI had, came back negative. So I didn't have any lesions, which then made them say, oh, probably just a virus. So I just assumed like it was probably like some sort of like sinus infection. So all those years, like a bunch of, I was just like, oh, it's probably just from a sinus infection. Like my, you would lose a bit, like, oh my gosh, that's crazy. Wait, they said it was from a virus. So, you know, now they're linking MS to Epstein-Barr virus and guess who has Epstein-Barr virus? I do. Yeah. Me. Yeah. So I don't know when I got, yeah, that's so interesting now. I mean, there's so much more data coming out and it's interesting, you know, but the interesting thing is, so then two years later, I did my other eye happened in my other eye. That ultimately is what got my diagnosis. I I had lost vision in my other eye. So the same symptoms. So eye pain, headache, um, visual disturbance, um, you know, it's really just, and I think what you'll find when you talk to people about optic neuritis, I think that clarity of visual disturbance is different for everyone, probably depending yeah. on how, how, how much of the myelin sheath is being damaged. Sure. I'm a, you know, but, um, so the same type of thing. And it was in the other eye two years later. And I still, even with that, with the, both the left and the right being disturbed, they, they still were not um, going to give me the MS diagnosis because of my MRI was still normal. So it's wow. so interesting that this MS was tackling its myelin sheath um, in my optic nerve, but they, at that time, weren't um, weren't going to give me. You know, they I had to get a spinal tap for them to give me the diagnosis of MS. He was going to be like, he was going to, you know, he's like, if you really are dying to know if you have MS, or yeah. I think you should just. But I think at that time, which was going Johns Hopkins, I think they realized the research probably shows like you're they're going to go on to develop MS, but who knows when the next? Let's just why, why uh, stir up 
trouble, I guess. Maybe there's nothing. I don't know. Yeah. But super interesting. So that was John Hopkins that said it was from a virus and they're always the leaders in medicine. I mean, I, and the Cleveland clinic, honestly, like those are two really great hospitals. And so it right. is interesting that 20 years later, they just right. now are linking Epstein-Barr virus to MS. And I've always, ever since meeting you, um, uh, HSV herpes and, uh, Oh yeah. Herpes is the other one. Epstein-Barr right. virus. And so, yep. And so because people are so open and honest with me about their health, I will say that every single friend of mine or acquaintances with mine on social media has either HSV one or two or Epstein-Barr virus, every single person. So, I mean, that's kind it of, does, that's it's not coincidence. It's not coincidence. So, you know, it's kind of like the study that came out about dairy and how dairy is terrible for MS. Um, we've known that for almost 20 years, or, or at least some of us have, but we didn't well, know. Well, yeah, you, especially, you, I mean, I've always known dairy, dairy is bad for, I just feel like in general, most people are a population more than, I didn't really realize like that there's, I, I haven't read the research out there with MS and dairy, like oh, in the, yeah. like so specific. Yeah. So it, 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 um, so what's released when you drink or eat dairy is, uh, it, it um, is a, um, not antagonist, um, is the same thing that Cytokine? what cytokine, no, uh, what's released? Um, no, basically it like mimics, it's like molecular mimicry. And so your body thinks that it needs to attack. So then your myelin sheath that starts attacking your myelin when it's not freaking like it shouldn't be attacking. All it is is dairy. So it's one of those molecular mimicry um, that and then also gluten, which, of course, the NIH, all the medical peer reviewed studies haven't come out on that yet. However, it will. It took 20 years for the dairy to come out. I promise you the gluten will come out as well. Right. Which is why, you know, when we have had Matt Embry on in previous episodes, um, why his diet is dairy-free and gluten-free. And in fact, I have been to a lot of neurologists because I move a lot. And um, one of the neurologists that had gone to Denver, who is just, you know, MS at an MS center was um, encouraged, which I was surprised. Like most neurologists don't talk about diet with MS patients. Uh, she encouraged gluten-free. Yeah. Yeah. And I definitely am not, uh, you know, uh, strict about perfect. Neither. I have, I'm going to have, um, gluten. It's like a hundred calories. It's not like I'm, you know, binging on, uh, pasta. Cause that would be stupid. There's gluten-free pasta. So if you want some pasta, eat the gluten-free pasta, like, it's like, I know, it's or pizza. Food. My downfall is pizza. I, de- oh, I never stopped eating pizza. I know. Pizza is- so good. It's you're paying a lot more for gluten free pizza, but it's so good. Anyway, back to eyes. Oh, um, uh, yeah. I've, I've to, <laughs> one thing I will say up. with <laughs> one thing I will say with um with the, the recovery, like holy moly. So Tara, I oh, yeah, I want I reached out to Tara, like, how long did it take you to get your site back? And and so my mom reminded me, she's like, uh, you said Tara said it was about six to eight weeks. And so why do you think that yours is going to be better after two? I'm like, I don't know, <laughs> just because it's me. Um, so it does. It, so it takes like two to three. And is that what you're seeing on your, the research? Yeah. 
Yeah, we're kind of jumping all over, but yeah, for the most part, when you um, look up optogenous and when you, yeah, the research shows um, anywhere, their, their research was like four to six weeks. I mean, mine took about eight weeks, I think, to fully recover. I think, I think you'll, they, they say the height of it, the probably that immediate impact or that immediate damage to that myelin sheath around the optic nerve. And then after two weeks, it's slowly, like, I think immediately, like after the two week mark, they say you're, it starts to progress and get better. And then they, they say full resolution. I mean, that's just general, you know, just their, um, I'm sure you have outliers, the bell curve, but mostly four to four to six weeks, four to eight weeks. Um, but it, it did say that it starts getting better right after the initial disruption. Interesting. Which I thought was interesting. And I, there's so much data around our. Um, in fact, when I was going to Johns Hopkins, they would give me, um, they would uh, take pictures, images of just my eye. They had this machine that would take pictures of my eye. They had a baseline and they would do it every time I was there. I think there's a lot of research wow. and data around like all, all the, there's a lot of um, stuff going on in our eyes, to our brain, the communication, the nerves, yeah. the myelin sheath. So um, that's, yeah, uh, that's yeah. really interesting. And again, you've always gone to like really great. I feel like you've gone to really great hospitals, uh, in, in your past mm -hmm. journey. And that's really cool. Like that's, it's awesome. Um, I do think that, you know, for us impatient people, <laughs> it is, I feel like right. if you're not around a Johns Hopkins or a Mayo clinic or a Cleveland clinic. Yeah. I mean, I think, um, yeah. It's just, it's taking a while to get, to get my vision back. And, um, another interesting thing that my neurologist mentioned is when I reached out to him, he said, well, you don't really need the steroids. It's not real. It's not really going to help, um, uh, get the vision back. And I was like, oh, what? I wonder. I wonder why he said that, you know, because if you quiet the inflammation, unless the damage, well, there's a chance. I mean, they did say if you get optimized, there is a small chance that people don't regain their vision back. But I would imagine that it's only if the damage is so severe to the yeah, nerve. I just thought that was a really strange, like he's never said that to any of my other leg. So I've always had leg issues. Um, two years ago, I had a pelvic floor attack, which was like my vagina was on fire. That was crazy. Um, but, and that was just a nerve thing, but, um, the leg. Yeah. So he never, he didn't say that about that episode. He's never said it about the leg. And it was just interesting that he would say that about the eye, like, Oh, it's not going to help. Yeah. That's really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I don't so, know why. Um, yeah. I mean, my feedback, I mean, as far as how, I mean, it, it helped me within a day after the three days were over and I'm currently on a taper right now. I'm not done taking the taper. Um, so I still have steroids in my system. Oh, another thing I wanted to talk about of these steroids recently. Oh my gosh. So I don't, I don't know if it's because every time I have an attack, I take steroids. I, and again, I don't think it's good. Well, I know it's not good for my body, but it works. I've been getting like, I, my scalp, like I am like, I've got sores on my scalp. Um, and then like major, like I'm majorly, I have a ring light on right here. You Did it start just when you start the steroids? I think every time, you know, that's probably why they try to limit them. I mean, I think typically you're, I think anytime you take steroids, I think we could potentially have see a different like side effect from it. Do you know what I'm saying? That could just be I've a side never effect. Had a side effect. I mean, I, I mean, I've never had that side effect. So that was, a, that was an interesting, I just wanted to like 
throw it out there just in case somebody's like, whoa, why do I have sore? Why am I breaking out everywhere? Well, that's, that's what it did to me this time. Like all I over. Never had that. Yeah. And when I was doing, I liked, you know, when just going back to like even the double vision or the you know optic neuritis, um, when I was like just reading up again on it. Um, and if someone was to start getting that and you did research it, it does say like, when you look up optic neuritis, the exact cause of optic neuritis is unknown. And it's believed to develop when the immune system mistakenly targets the substance cover your optic nerve, resulting in inflammation damage to the myelin, you know? So, and normally the myelin, obviously we know helps protect all the communication, all the impulses that go through it. But, um, you know, they, they did bring up, you know, either from MS, like right away, you know, it's either caused by, um, MS or if you're the other reasons were, which we already talked about, were kind of drugs and toxins, infections and other disease and other diseases such as Lyme. Mm. Right. Um, so, and I thought interesting, the other thing that I thought was interesting, the risk factors, but I mean, I guess, you know, that goes even to MS is just that our age, it's mainly women that get the optic neuritis. Oh, interesting. So yeah, like even men presenting, even getting diagnosed with MS, it's more common in women to have the optic neuritis as a, a symptom. I thought that was interesting. Um, and race too, Caucasians over any other race, ethnicity. I thought that was interesting. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, so, um, but yeah, when I, when I had, it's kind of different than the double vision, but kind of some similar, like the pain, the headache. Um, but I think like you said, the double vision would be harder because I still was able to do most of everything. You know what I'm saying? I didn't stop it's my daily so bad. It's so bad being caught behind a patch. Like it's literally like you're in a different world. And then because that, that eye is covered all day, well, it's supposed to be covered all day. Of course I would take it off if it was like right in front of me. Cause I could see with both eyes, but then your other eye almost starts getting a little like fuzzy because it's taking on lazy, so much, tired, so much. Yes. So much work, right. um, compensating. And then the color it, you're seeing color differently. Cause you're using one eye all the time, especially if it's, it's been sunny in October. Um, so then I take the patch off and like my, everything is just a mess. So you, either you feel trapped or you take it off and it's just everything. I mean, it was, it was terrible. I will say, um, it did come on. I, I know I will say like, I, it sounds worse than getting optic neuritis, although both are not, you know, you know, one wants to get either one, but yeah. as far as like, and I still have some pain too. And, um, so yeah, I probably had a little bit of optic neuritis because my eye does hurt. It's not nor like, it's not normal. Yeah. Um, but I will say it was brought and on life disturbances. Does, does that bother you? Like I could, it was, I remember having trouble driving at night because the, the bright lights would hurt, like would bother the optic neuron would bother your eye would bother oh, my yeah, eye. Oh yeah, I should like, disturbances. Not have been driving this month at night. No. <laughs> it was very dangerous. Absolutely. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Um but yes, it was brought on by stress and it was brought on by good stress. And so well, we can close this uh, oh, interesting podcast, uh, uh, you know, talking quickly about just paying attention to um, even good stressors in your life. And, you know, for me, my business is just going so amazing. And like, 
I, it was so exciting. If for you, it could be, you know, you have a wedding coming up or you're moving um, into your dream house or something else that's like amazing. Um, and now how could you do things differently so you don't get an attack? Well, you ask for help. And I feel like a lot of us, when we're excitable, when things are going great, if you manage MS, you, you have to be aware that even in those awesome times, don't do it all. Because had I asked for help during that, and I know exactly where and who would have helped me, but I was like, no, I got this. I got this. I got this. I got this. And bam, I wake up one morning with double vision. So if you've got something exciting coming up, don't try to do it all on your own. Ask for help. Yeah, Nikki, um, I, I love that. I mean, we could almost end every podcast as a reminder and just as a like stress, whether it's good or bad, um, wreaks havoc on our body. I mean, I remember how um, I had the bad stresses when I had the optic neuritis. So I was finishing college, doing finals and all that stuff. But whether it's bad stress or good stress, like taking, a, taking steps, even with Amy being on, taking steps to make sure we're having good coping skills and have asking for help, even if it's good or if it's bad, figuring out ways to um, manage that stress in a good way, in a good way. Yeah. And not living in fear by any means, but just being aware. And I feel like in 2022, we've all heard awareness, right? It's one of those like <laughs> words that everybody's catch, catch words. Yes. Yes. Being aware and you don't have to take it to the extreme, like, you know, uh, but it, it is, it is something that you need to take serious when you're managing multiple sclerosis. So, all right. Well, I'm glad that you have the patch off and, uh, your vision has returned and Praise Jesus. you know, Praise Jesus. That's yes. the only thing we can just hope and um, have hope in is just, yeah, with that, whatever MS throws our way, uh, we find ways to navigate and get through it. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, thank you for joining us. We hope that uh, this was helpful or educational and um, inspiring in some sort of way. And we will see you next week. Bye. All right. Bye.